So are we going to upgrade our podcasting equipment now or should we wait for the 10 million to come in? 10 million? Are you intoxicated? The 10 million that we might get from the cryptocurrency that we invested today morning. Oh, that. <laughs> so you are already dreaming. When we've got really like 10, what is that? Uh, it's called the uh, Nasco, isn't it? Yeah. Nasco. We've got 10 Nasco currency. Yes. It I think it's uh it's one bitcoin is equal to around 44750 uh NSG. Uh, Because you know being optimistic right when bitcoin started I think it was few st- cents it was 67 cents or something when it started. This is around the same value as of now. So I'm thinking 9 years down the lines we'll be sitting on few millions. Okay yeah being optimistic is one thing okay but uh being optimistic like Ritik Roshaning, I'm going to be on some other level. <laughs> See, the thing is that I have felt that we have missed on many things in the uh, past, you know. Um, always when we look at all these successful companies, right? We mm-hmm. have always thought that why why were we not the ones to start them? Like fa- Facebook became the biggest social media company. <laughs> in the initial days if you see it was just a simple website and i think i can code it i could have coded it myself uh, at least now i could code the initial version of facebook i know that much coding to do and there are there is this whatsapp which is similar story right initially it was a very simple app which let you send messages without using your sms and all that stuff only using your data bitcoin is one other thing that i have felt that we have missed out because um, there is this story right when it started off one guy had 10000 bitcoins it was not worth much those days So just because he had bitcoins and he wanted to use it and see how it works he bought a pizza for $44 or something and he spent entire 10000 bitcoins on that I think if he had saved that uh, bitcoins now I it, uh, few at least few months back it was worth like what I think 150 million dollars or something Yeah I heard that too but what are the chances for that happening anyway why are we talking about this um because today's episode is going to be about uh, cryptocurrency not specifically about cryptocurrency uh, we're going to talk about the technology behind it called blockchain um seems to be a interesting topic people are talking around in social media but how many of us really know how it works so let's let's uh, try to make it simple and try to explain how it works oh yeah that's a good point Welcome to another episode of Writer and Geek Show. Uh, we are your hosts Shankar and Vishnu. So in this episode we are going to talk a little bit about uh, the technology behind Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency called blockchain. Yeah, I'm good that you brought this up because I had already uh, tried to like research on blockchain, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency a lot over the past uh, few months but it just went all over my head. I couldn't understand anything probably because there were like not many websites or like forums or videos which explained it like in detail like easy like which a common person can understand. So yeah, I think we are you are doing a good thing by so, bringing up this topic. Yeah, the thing is that you're not alone in this. Uh I have a technical background. Uh even for me it is a little difficult thing to understand. Now that I've done some research there are still some you know shady areas for me as well but uh, you know the people who are doing these things are like hardcore uh, you know technology guys and all that stuff. So um yeah there are a lot of people who have no idea about how this cryptocurrency thing works and what is blockchain and how is it even going to be useful. And it has a little bit of uh, notoriety as well at- attached to it because uh, people think that cryptocurrency is some people at least think that it's kind of an evil thing where you know um you know this um silk road which is 
uh, which comes under the dark ne- what what do you call it uh, deep, deep web, web. Uh, cryptocurrencies are the major source of uh, you know transactions uh, transaction happen ma- mainly using t- cryptocurrencies so it has kind of a little bit of a negative vibe upo- attached to it so that's why people are very curious about curious to kind of understand what it is all about and um, there is this uh, website called hubspot which focuses on social media marketing and all those stuff so they did a research and they what they came up with was that blockchain and cryptocurrency is the emerging technology which is most confusing that's what people feel about it um yes it is little difficult to understand because of all the you know there is a lot of encryption stuff and hashing and you know the kind of uh, chains and all that stuff it's you need a little bit of uh, you know uh, computer science to understand all that so that might be the reason that people find it little difficult to understand Yeah you're absolutely right because uh, the first time I heard about bitcoin and cryptocurrency was uh, when I researched about deep web so there were a lot of uh, stuff going on there you know like snuff movies uh, and uh, like illegal drugs hitman thing and everything had this bitcoin in common because if you want to get something over there you have to pay through bitcoin so uh, of course I I had like this connection like I felt this connection with everything evil with bitcoin and uh, i felt that it's something dubious something which doesn't exist and i felt that it's an it's a business which is based on no foundation yeah, <laughs> yeah it can be but uh, people who had saved their bitcoins have become millionaires now uh, one reason can be because uh, nobody knows how ag- who actually invented this bitcoin thing because we all know there was a person called there's a person called satoshi nakamoto who is in who is credited with in, you know inventing bitcoin but nobody is actually seen this person and everybody knows that this is an alias which is used by someone else uh, to be you know anonymous 2009 is when bitcoin was first released um, ever since it's been growing when it came out it was not worth much but i think today in today's market it's worth some Twelve thousand dollars or something. Yes. So that might be one of the reasons. Uh, so if someone has invented something and they are not ready to show your face, show their face to you, you kind of get a feeling that you know, okay, probably it is because something is not right. Okay. That that could be the reason, right? Okay. So uh, anyway, we've got an introduction about what Bitcoin is and all that. So uh, let's do one thing. Take me as an example, as a person who <laughs> does not know anything about Bitcoin, and you have done some research on that. So just start just start like whatever you just start talking about whatever you know about bitcoin and like enlighten me let's begin all right so um blockchain in simple terms uh, it's a digital way of uh, record keeping of any economic transactions so normally if you if you remember the traditional way of doing things if you go to a bank right you withdraw some money or you put in something let's go back to the time when we were not using atms okay you go to a bank you had to write a check or you if you have uh, you know depositing money you fill up a form and you give the cash with the form to the cashier and they count and they update their forms and stuff right and they update something called a passbook so this passbook once uh, you print it out it contains a detail of every transaction that has happened within your account be it credit or be it debit right so every time you put the money it goes credit it is credited back to your account every time you withdraw money it comes as a debit right so you can see all the transaction details within the passbook so even if let's suppose that you know i am transferring let's say 5000 rupees to your account right i have to go through the bank 
So bank is kind of a central, um, you know, agency which is kind of controlling all this transaction, and I can transfer it only through the bank. I cannot just come and tell you that, dude, take five thousand bucks. This is all yours, unless I'm doing it in cash, right? Yeah. But that cash is not digital. It's a it's a traditional way of doing stuff. What Bitcoin basically, uh, we are talking about blockchain, but I'll t- explain it in terms of Bitcoin. So what Bitcoin basically does is is it is eliminating the need for this middleman uh, like a bank, right? So that is why uh, it has become the currency of the net. Uh, you don't need a bank for it. One of the reasons for the notoriety as well, because the transfer is always anonymous. You cannot trace it back to back to any bank. Um, most of the you know uh, internet frauds and crooks get caught because everything is traced back to their banks, and you get to know who the person is, uh, you know, behind this transaction and stuff like that, right? So Bitcoin kind of avoid avoids that third party intervention. Um, what so how it basically works is it uses blockchain technology. So blockchain is basically uh, imagine something like this. You ha- you took C plus uh, plus when you were in twelfth standard, right? Yeah, a little maybe bit. your uh, memory is a little shaky. Let me just remind you of something called linked list. Do you remember what a linked list was? I have no so, idea. <laughs> I so don't l- even I don't remember the exact thing, but <laughs> I'll give you a basic idea. So linked list is like this, uh, you know, a, a list which has two parts. One is the data part and one is the um, pointer, right? The pointer always used to point to the address of the next value or something or previous value, something like that. So that kind of forms a link. So the compiler gets to know which is the next data block to jump by looking at the pointer. So the pointer carries the address of the next block. Okay, okay. So it's that? like a chain. It's like a chain. So I have, let's say I have a data. Let's say my name, Vishnu, is in a pointer. Hmm. It's in a linked list one block. Next name that should appear is Shankar, right? And my linked, uh, my my pointer will carry the address of Shankar wherever it is. Okay, yeah, I remember linked list now. <laughs> so this is, I know that most of the computer science guys are going to jump at us for this because this is one of the most crudest way a linked list is ever explained. I don't care, but this is all I can do, at least to make you understand at least, right? Um, so that is how linked list works. This is somewhat similar to that. I wouldn't say it's exactly that thing. So basically, a blockchain consists of various blocks of data. Okay, the data consists of information about your transaction. So when I transfer a Bitcoin to someone else, or if uh, I'm doing a Bitcoin transaction, there is a common ledger that is shared amongst the entire peer group of you know Bitcoin uh, users. Which contains the details of every transaction that's happening happened from the first time the Bitcoin was used. Okay. okay. Now that ledger, that is how it is very transparent and you cannot. And this block has the data related to the transactions and it has something called a hash. It, hash is an encrypted value. Okay. So hash means, so, you know, there are various encryption algorithms, right? You would have heard of encryption somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Like when you uh, create an account, your password is always encrypted as what these apps. It's like, you know, if it's not you, uh, no one else can use it. Like no one else can see the password. Right? Exactly. So let me uh, take an example to, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, give a little bit simpler example of everything. I'll give you an example of things that we, you know, use in a regular basis. Let's say you have a Gmail account or any mail account for that matter. Initially, when you sign up, uh, what do you what do you see there on the form? It'll be like you have to give your uh, full name, then uh, a, a email ID which is available to you, yeah. and then you put in the password, and you'll have a recovery email or like sure. So something. Like let's that. say this. So now you are putting your email and the password, right? Suppose some 
rogue employee from the company which runs the email server he gets access to your obviously they have access to the database any developer will have access to the database right so he will obviously have access to the users table in the database which contains your details so don't you think that he can use your password and username to log in if he's got access yeah yeah so to prevent such a situation right what they do is whenever you input a password into a form it goes through a process called encryption or hashing which converts that entire password into some kind of gibberish gibberish in the sense it will become a string of let's say like 25 or 32 characters which has no correlation for a if if you are looking if you are looking at as a as a normal person it has no correlation with the string that you used to create your password suppose your password is secret okay the word secret the moment it goes goes through the hash it becomes something that is completely unrelated to it it might so secret has how many words uh, around 6 words hmm. that the encrypted password might have around you know 15 or 20 or 30 words depending on the kind of encryption algorithm they have used and most of the times that encryption is one way encryption okay where your password once encrypted cannot be decrypted back okay Now tell me how does it work when the next time you're logging in because your password cannot be decrypted right how do they identify whether the passwords are the same I have no idea So that is done by encrypting the password that ne- uh, next time when you input the password it is encrypted again and the hashes are matched Okay Okay So they will check whether the hashes are the same That means an encryption algorithm should produce the same hash when you're passing the same set of data through it Okay Are you getting it I mean I hope I'm not confusing uh, by saying all this. So if secret generates a hash, let's for simplicity sake, let's say secret generates a hash 123 abc. Hmm. That is the encoded version of the word secret. Hmm. Next time when you input secret as your login password, this secret goes to the same hashing algorithm again. Okay. And on the other side, it cre- again creates a text which is equivalent to 1 2 3 abc right okay, okay. so you just need to compare that 1 2 3 abc with each other and see whether you know the en- entered password is the same thing or not okay but but the encrypted version of the password will be different no that's what i'm saying yeah. if you are you uh, see that is the strength of an algo- uh, encryption algorithm an encryption algorithm basically should produce the same hash for the same input okay, password okay, okay, okay. right otherwise it's it fails yeah. if next time when you log in the algorithm produces something else that means your encryption algorithm is not producing the right hash yeah, yeah, yeah. and that is one of the important factors in choosing what kind of hashing has to be done right uh there are various hashing mechanism that are used one uh, one is called md5 hmm. okay uh, so when people uh, i'll come to that there is something called uh, hash collision uh, uh, which is a, which is a matrix used to determine how efficient a hashing algorithm is that basically says that our algorithm should pro- always produce uh, you know hashes which are different for individual uh, inputs okay we'll come to that in some time so coming back to the blockchain part so blockchain uh, you know one of one block contains the data it contains contains a hash and it also contains a hash of the previous block okay so hash of the previous block means when you add a new block to the chain the new block contains a hash of the previous block which is a way of validating whether this is a valid node or not okay now the reason this blockchain technology is so secure you know the claim that it is a most secure way of doing things is because of this particular feature of having the previous hash within the block 
So anyone who is having this ledger can go and compare whether the hash and the previous blocks hash match. Suppose I'm, if I try to modify the data within a block, it will change the hash okay. of that block, right? Now that block will not match with the hash of the previous block. So that means there's a dis- discrepancy, right? Because the encryption algorithm always produces unique hashes for unique uh, data. So if I change the data, what happens? It will change the hash, hash and my hash will not match with the previous hash. And since the ledger is shared amongst all the peers, each one of them can validate and say that, you know what, there has been a data tampering which is done. And that is how it is a foolproof way of uh, securing data. So that oh. is the entire core of, uh, you know, blockchain technology where you cannot modify anything. And look at the application. One of the applications that uh, can be thought of is, uh, let's say we have some important documents. Okay. You use this hashing uh, methodology on the timestamp of the document, right? Using a blockchain on the timestamp. Suppose someone go- tries to backdate a document. You're changing the timestamp. But then what happens? The entire blockchain fails because the timestamp which is used for hashing will not the hash of the new timestamp will never match the previous one okay 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 so when you tamper one thing the other thing will yeah the entire chain gets uh, invalidated right so that is the thing uh, with blockchain Hmm. now this is this so this idea came back i think you know somewhere in 1991 someone has suggested but it never materialized until bitcoin came out 2009 so bitcoin though it you know avoids having any third party as a intermediary like a bank or something and it gives a power to people to have an independent transactions out out of um, any central agency but still it needed a way of validating the uh, transactions otherwise anyone could do anything right i say that i transferred 500 bitcoins to you but i can go and um, you know, corrupt, corrupt the ledger saying that I have transferred 10,000 bitcoins to you and, you know, I can claim, uh, you know, that you, you have taken more, something like that. But because of this particular uh, property of having a hash, it's a- actually impossible to go back and, uh, you know, modify the, uh, okay, the, okay, the, the okay. whole chain. So, yeah, that is, that is, that's kind of a high level see there is a lot of technology that's behind this right okay so it's like uh, it's basically like you know handling cash yeah like giving cash to each other mm-hmm. but having something so which uh, validates the transaction let's consider there is a go down okay I, which which is which is dealing with the bananas okay and we have a retail store now the go down retains a ledger which lists down the amount of bananas that is being transferred the same uh, ledger is uh, also present in the truck and a copy of that is also in the go, um, retail store. All right. Let's imagine we are transporting two and a half tons of bananas through the truck. On the way, the truck driver kind of maybe he does some side business or he loses uh, half a ton of banana. He goes to the retail store. He says that the shipment was just two tons and I'm de- delivering the two tons to you. Okay. And he modifies his ledger thinking that the retail store doesn't maintain one of its own. In the ledger, he mentions it was just two tons and he gives it back. But since the store is also maintaining the same ledger, which a copy which was sent by uh, the go down, it can validate saying that, see, this is what I got from there, but yours doesn't match it. That means there has been some goof up, mm-hmm. right? 
so what happens even though the middleman the, uh, the you know the truck driver trying to uh, tamper with his ledger saying that this is what the amount is since it already has a copy of the ledger which was maintained in the point uh, in the go down the shopkeeper at the retail store could always validate and he could tell the truck driver that you know what there is you have done something or uh, something has been has gone wrong and he he can report that back to the go down so even though the truck driver tries to you know uh, do some malpractice do some malpractice modify some uh, stuff he gets caught so that is the kind of that is blockchain explained at a very very high level right so whoever is trying to tamper with the data within the blockchain because everybody has a copy of the ledger you can always go back and validate and say that you know what what is what i'm seeing is not matching with what what the copy i have and now comes the fact that bitcoin ledger being uh, you know it's become so huge because of the number of transaction that has happened in the uh, previous days i think it's a 150 gigabyte file right now that wow. ledger because it contains a, a history of all the transaction which has happened so far uh, ever since what 2010 11 wow that's that's like so nice because uh, one time i did some research it was around like 22 gb or something probably like a few years ago now it's like 150 yeah i think 22 gb was somewhere in 2014 wow so in 4 years it it <coughs> went to like 150 wow yeah because ever since the popularity right or mm. recently you're seeing the popularity has gone up so there's more number of transaction that's happening so each of the transactions being recorded into the ledger means more data in the ledger right now this being explained now the question is uh, how is this bitcoin created so for me or you to tr- you know do a transaction let's say if i have 5000 bitcoins and you have 2000 bitcoins who is who is making bitcoins how are these bitcoins made or who decides how much to make right i cannot just say that i have 5000 bitcoins let me add 5000 more it has to come from somewhere like yeah, ba- yeah, yeah. banks are printing notes right they do a set amount of notes every year and we had that demonetization and all that stuff you remember right yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, who who decides and have, where is this getting manufactured yeah i i don't know but if i have if you had like 5000 <clears> bitcoins and if i had like 2000 bitcoins i wouldn't actually care <laughs> <laughs> sell it and I'll leave yeah that's true but anyway. uh, but the intention of <laughs> yeah. the podcast is to try yeah, to explain yeah, yeah. It to <laughs> or I'll I'll put it into something like bitconnect <laughs> bitconnect <laughs> I think we should link that video yeah. guys okay <laughs> one more thing um we're just trying to explain bitcoin that doesn't mean we are uh, asking you to go and join any you know bit bitcoin related uh, companies of course you can do that but just go back and verify the legitimacy of the company yes because of late i've been hearing that many uh, people are getting duped by these kind of company and they're just escaping with all the money that they're getting yeah there are like a lot of companies including bitconnect which is like you know doing all these kind of we should link that h3h3's video on yes. bitconnect yeah so there are like a lot of scams happening so beware this is not a, a podcast episode asking you to like go uh, invest in bitcoins it's just a way to like make you understand what bitcoin is and how it works but we invested in uh, nasgo today morning right yeah we got 10 nasgo currency <laughs> whatever it is called we got a very rich so it's called know? nsg so one bitcoin is 44 44750 nsg but you know what soon it's going to be one bitcoin equal to 
what 0.5 NSG or something and then we'll be all yeah, rich you know you watch that movie dumb and dumber right <laughs> i feel like those two right now imagine man we'll have a huge <laughs> podcasting studio and bigger house and stuff well yeah and uh, lately i heard like one company i forgot the company's name they duped everyone by, by saying that they sell organic uh vegetables and all that mm-hmm. and they collected bitcoin and like investment from a lot of people and one day uh people when they logged into the website is that the penis thing yes they yeah. had written in like plain text it was written in plain text penis yeah that's all <laughs> i i remember that and like, <laughs> a lot of companies are duping people i read about what is it theranos that yeah, medicine yeah, 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 company yeah. elizabeth holmes who was mm. supposed to be the next steve jobs and stuff yes. like that anyway a lot of people duping each other so don't fall into all that we have uh, you know we got this nasgo thing as a referral uh, from a podcast that we listen called the entrepreneurs on fire john lee dumas who is a, a host uh, he shared this link and we just wanted to uh, see wh- how this thing works and all that stuff so it's not it's just out of curiosity that we created an account and now we are having like 10 nsg currency on to our name uh, so man some, we are rich and one more thing this is not sponsored at all yeah there is no sponsoring either by uh, entrepreneurs on fire or by nasgo we are just talking about bitcoins and cryptocurrency and stuff i so we just thought we'll mention this uh, this to you well so uh, someday when we become rich you might remember us anyway <laughs> let's get back to the yeah. point so getting back to the point so what was i saying i was talking about okay so how is this bitcoin or cryptocurrency getting created right hmm. Now um you might have heard of the term called bitcoin mining. What does this mining mean? Does it mean that they're going at some physical location and you know digging out gold coins? Because in my mind when I first heard of bitcoin I had this image of a gold coin with b written on top of it. Right? Is that the same thing that you had in mind? Yeah, I had the same thing in mind and when uh, I heard about Bitcoin mining. The first thing that came into my mind was, you know, like physical location where people go and mine things. But because it's Bitcoin, something which is used in, uh, on the internet, I definitely knew that's not how it works. But uh, I couldn't, you know, figure out figure things out because my technical knowledge is almost close to zero. Zilch. That's not true. <laughs> you know how to, you know, switch on and off a computer. Yeah, that's close to zero. <laughs> that's actually close to the okay so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i just gave up you know i didn't do much research yeah even i was not very curious about this i knew that this is something interesting off late i've been seeing it a lot in social media especially our friend deepak ravindran who's a serial entrepreneur who has started i don't know what five six companies by now he is been sharing a lot about this thing so i thought if he's sharing it has to be something important right that's when we started researching about it although i cannot say that my research is complete but this is an effort towards it yeah one thing was uh, when he started sharing uh, about bitcoin and like cryptocurrency in general that's when i came to know that it's such a huge market and it had like so much of potential so i've been following him uh, a lot lately and uh, you can follow him on twitter facebook and instagram if you want to get to know like more information about the same yeah uh, again we are not sponsored by him or his company yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> his company is by, uh, by the way you can go and check out uh, his website pirate.fund yeah he has some cool stuff that he's selling there uh, i like one of the d- journals or diaries that he's selling probably i'll get one of them if you like he's selling some t-shirts and ho- hoodies and all if you like it go and check it out uh, the website is pirate.fund uh, they are using the money for charity too right yeah exactly they're using the money to fund a charity uh, for a victim of um, 
what do you call it when hate crime in yeah. which happened in kerala few a month back yeah so uh, you will be investing for a cause so just go and check his website pirate.fund um and buy anything cool that you find there yeah then coming back uh, so mining so bitcoin mining so there are a uh, few people who invest their time as bitcoin miners it's just for well, not for bitcoin it's true for any other cryptocurrency as well so in order to mine bitcoin that means in order to get create uh, bitcoins created you need um, to invest your computing power into it so basically how it works is all these miners are provided a cryptographic puzzle which they have to solve using their computing power uh, computing power basically they are sharing their system resources to get uh, bitcoins created right so as and when they solve a puzzle they are awarded a certain amount of bitcoin okay that's how this works so when you uh, when the puzzle is solved and most of the times the puzzle is the transaction detail which is hashed okay so when a transaction happened the, it is hashed and it is sent sent out to everybody and this bitcoin uh, miners compete amongst themselves every 10 minutes to go and solve this puzzle so that they are awarded more bitcoins and there is a threshold for how much bitcoins can be created i think it's 20000 uh, or 20 million bitcoins it cannot go beyond that something like that we are not close to that yet i i suppose i'm not very sure about it so what if the tr- threshold is broken there it will, so once you reach 20000 there'll be no more bitcoins created wow so that will be it so how much ever you have at that point you, it will just go in transact you know going from me to you and someone else and all that like that so basically what happens is once the transaction detail is created it's hashed and again the hash is checked for the minimum uh, amount of complexity so there is a threshold for that as well the the hash should be having a minimum amount of complexity so if it matches the minimum amount of complexity required then it is sent out to all the miners and they kind of compete in trying to so um, there are certain companies who have server farms created just for bitcoin mining as uh, as such and if the threshold is not reached the hash gets uh, you know additional strings added to it and it's hashed again so that becomes more complex problem for them to solve so that is how bitcoin mining okay, is okay so done. the easier you solve the less complex it will be kind of yeah so if it is below the threshold you will not be allowed to solve it okay. it will always get big, uh, you know added and it becomes a complex string okay, okay. again but who who decides uh, what the puzzle is or who decides how the threshold who decide how much uh, no, th- the threshold is already built into um, the mechanism of uh, bitcoin itself by some anonymous entity yeah, who are that wow. person who created it so think it. about it, like how much power that that person has the right thing now. is the fun thing is that you don't know who that is some people Seriously. even say it is elon musk are you see that he has seen so much into future uh, that you know he thinks that we the world needs a cryptocurrency you never know right it okay. can be the guy sitting uh, next to you in your uh, college or your office man that that's actually you know fun but so he is basically built really. a framework like you know he has decided the rules already right if i am a miner this miner ha- so if uh, if at all uh, you know hash is not up to the threshold then this gets hashed again only then the first miner who comes up, comes up breaking the uh, you know puzzle gets this many bitcoins and that's how bitcoins get created and after a while this is the threshold that bitcoins go up to and then it's not created so it's all it's all well thought and well designed and all that stuff already right like Damn, years back man, what a genius right Uh, the, a genius who doesn't want to reveal himself because it's see good, i don't right? blame him i don't blame him because in today's environment um, you know uh, climate political climate you don't know what you get blamed for yeah and he might get even uh, sued for saying that you know bitcoin I, is being used in the 
deep web and all that stuff i'm pretty sure he'll get arrested you know because he has played some part in all these kind of things you know someone will come forward and uh, sue him yeah for all those kind of things yeah so. there is there have been many speculations many uh, individuals have been named as the founder uh, of bitcoins but nobody has any real uh, idea about who it is that is the beauty of uh, cryptocurrency as well you cannot trace who the transactions back to an individual okay it's it's unlike anything like a bank so i'll tell you why. so that comes under one of the you know advantages of using cryptocurrency as well a few of them are like it you know it's like an irreversible transaction so if you go to a bank or if you have a credit card someone acts, um, steals or someone accidentally uses your credit card you can always call up the bank immediately and get the transaction reversed right they can reverse it for you your account gets credited with whatever the amount was uh, you know um, withdrawn but with bitcoin there is no such mechanism once i transfer an amount to you unless you decide to transfer it back to me it's never going to be reversed wow so if so, you make a mistake you're ducked yeah you're done if you transfer <laughs> it to the wrong person you're done oh but i have God. never done it i don't have any experience in doing a bitcoin bitcoin transaction ever in my life so i don't know exactly how it works i have seen some website which accept bitcoin as payment method but uh, never tried it because i don't have any bitcoins unless you know our uh, nasgo become something tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'll ever be doing no, we got to be billionaires and another advantage is it's anonymous completely transactions cannot be traced back to an individual if they don't want to be and speed you know unless the when you do an nft transfer you have to wait for a couple of hours and all that in the bank imps works little faster this is in spite you know despite wherever you are in the world it happens instantaneously so that's a advantage that bit uh, you know cryptocurrencies have um what else security because cryptocurrencies cryptography is involved and they use kind of uh, really powerful algorithms like uh, called sha256 sha256 or sha as it is called uh it's really difficult to do to goof up with uh, cryptocurrencies because as i mentioned if you do any changes then the hashes don't match and they can identify a fraud right and biggest reason this was all created was there is no there's no middleman so you are not relying on a bank or a central organization like a reserve bank or whatever it is to you know kind of oversee your transactions so that is what uh, you know a little bit basics about uh, cryptocurrency and uh, blockchain okay so uh probably we can sum up right now and uh, maybe i should be the one who talks about it because i am the one who learned a lot of things right now right so a few things i've noticed is that no one knows who created it that's one thing and the second thing is why it was created is to give a you know uh, anonymity to all the transactions yeah. and to remove the middleman yeah. like the bank or something which will interfere with all the things and uh, the mining part that was something which confused me but now i know that the person who has invented it or the organization it can be an organization yeah, it as can well. be right yes, yeah that's be. one thing i because how can one person handle this that's a <coughs> that's the first thing which came into my mind it's a, it's so huge right so yeah so uh, the organization or the person who uh, created it is the same person who has uh, created the puzzles and everything which will lead to like bitcoin mining or like cryptocurrency mining and uh, what is the other thing uh, yeah one thing i think uh, i mentioned that we'll come back to and i didn't uh, is something called collision resistance of a um, hashing algorithm right so i mentioned that le- when you use a word secret it gets hashed into something like 123 abc 
if now the collision resistance determines the chances of two different inputs producing the same hash so let's say you choose another word called password password also suppose after hashing it produces a uh, you know a string which is 1 2 3 abc that is a collision that happened because oh. two different inputs are producing the same uh, output okay. so certain algorithms which were which we thought were secure initially md5 is one of the examples so i uh, i remember one of the programming frameworks which i used uh, for coding web apps it used it, it used a hashing algorithm called md5 which after 2 to the power 21 tries of brute forcing produced the same hash so the, the it had a collision which happened after 2 to the power 21 it's a huge number still so it could be easily used in day to day applications you will most probably not find a collision happening but you know for something like cryptocurrencies which absolutely requires a secure algorithm a secure uh, c- a cryptography it might fail and sha20 sha1 was another algorithm which failed after 2 to the power 61 hashes so it's many many order of magnitude more secure than M- what md5 was i think sha256 which is used by bitcoin is not been cracked yet so that is being used for bitcoin and something called it's spelled uh, kecak or kecak k e c c a k 256 is the one which is used by used by uh, another cryptocurrency called ethereum right yeah ethereum i've heard a, a lot about ethereum that's what deepak uh, keeps sharing yeah, yeah, i suppose yeah, yeah. right that's why <laughs> yeah so um, uh, that's what the hashing uh, you know collision resistance is which 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 i said you know we'll mention again so i just want to mention that before we close so it, it it's basically simple thing right as i explained it's just the chances of getting the same input if you uh, same output if you put two different inputs into the hashing yeah algorithm. so uh, like if we go back probably like 70 years back 70 or 75 years back you've got the enigma machine right yes so when you type into it it'll mm. jumble up the, the word and never the same word will come again right exactly so they should use something similar to that to create a mechanism which won't yeah you know, happen like, we say that but the thing is that we have never measured i don't know if someone has measured the collision resistance of enigma machine oh, as well okay. obviously there are much more <laughs> intelligent people than us so i am sure that you know there there might be something with that but you know the important failure of the enigma machine and how they broke the code is the same thing right the same alphabet doesn't become itself in the output string hmm. so let's say if if i have a string uh, um, let's say i am here is the string that we are encoding the i never becomes an i in the in the second string or uh, a doesn't become an a in the you know output string that is the way they reverse they did some uh, you know weird thing and they just found out some polish and english <laughs> uh, mathematicians right yeah, yeah. so alan turing and his team and some polish uh, mathematicians they kind of solved it somehow i mean it's a crazy thing it's it's something beyond my uh, imagination anyway okay so that's the end of enigma thing i thought i'll become a millionaire using that you know idea creating a <laughs> hashing algorithm called enigma using that yes. same technology <laughs> yeah i think thousand others or millions others have already thought about it and probably given up if not come listen to our podcast <laughs> yeah please listen to our podcast uh, so that we get a lot of downloads and sponsors and we make some money out of this and become millionaires sometime or else we have our nasgo man i don't yeah, think we'll we anyway get somewhere. 10 million soon <laughs> and we'll upgrade this to a proper studio and stuff yeah. and we'll have episodes coming out what every other 2 3 days 
every yeah two three days let's make it every day why why stop at that it's Seriously. every day bro no <laughs> no no all right so um yeah that's basically something about uh blockchain and stuff i hope our uh, listeners get some idea out of it i'm you might have got more confused as well i don't know but there are a lot of articles out there we might probably link to few of them and you can go and listen to it it's an interesting um, you know technology and i there are a lot of applications as well uh, especially when it comes to finances and all the uh, even for medical uh, things there are some applications where you cannot tamper a patient's data and all that stuff go and explore them a uh, very interesting topic if you want go and invest in any of the cryptocurrencies as well you don't know what happens tomorrow so interesting technology go and explore it uh, so yeah. i think we'll just anyway uh, i understood a lot uh, through this discussion discussion and uh, i'm glad that we brought this uh, topic up so yeah let's go back to drinking see you all Bye. right we are back <laughs> to our drinks and you have a good week we'll see you next week again this is vishnu and shankar signing off